Hello and welcome to the Slot Plus segment of the Slate Culture Gab Fest. We are convening here for a coda to our summer strut. This year is the first year of technical eligibility for the Hamilton cast recording. I did not call it a soundtrack. Don't ever say I called it a soundtrack. Um, and a couple people submitted Hamilton songs to our summer strut playlist, including My Shot and the Skylar Sisters. Those, I think, were the two nominees to the list. Uh, and I mentioned this on a Slate Slack channel, prompting Slate Culture Editor Dan Quist to say, My Shot isn't even the struttiest song on the album. Uh, and I was like, it's not? I think it might be. So we are joined here today for our Slate Plus members to convene and determine once and for all what is the struttiest song of all the songs in Hamilton. Okay, so let's start with My Shot. Let's listen to My Shot, and then we will discuss its strettiness and entertain other proposals. I might get a scholarship to King's College. I probably shouldn't brag with Dag. I'm amazed and astonished. The problem is a lot, a lot of brains with no polish. I got a holler just to be heard with every word. I drop knowledge. I'm a diamond in the rough. A shiny piece of coal trying to reach my goal. My power of speech unimpeachable. Only 19, but my mind is older. These New York City streets get cold. I shoulder every burden, every disadvantage I've learned to manage. I don't have a gun to the plan is to fan this fork into a flame But damn, it's getting dark, so let me spell out the name I am the A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R We are meant to be A colony that runs independently Meanwhile, Britney keeps shitting on us endlessly Essentially, they tax us relentlessly So first of all, this musical is a fucking triumph Like, just hearing that song in the context of all of these other pop songs That people have been slaving over That's just a great song And I feel like my shot maybe even gets some knocks Among the Hamilton Arati for being, like, kind of the, the I don't know, cheesiest or most obvious Or the, it's like the big bullseye at the center of the musical It's the, it's the obvious A-side single to like It's not like the cool deep cut but that, it comes early in the show. Yeah, it's it's like that's the moment when you're watching the show when you're like, oh shit, this mm-hmm. this is what this is. Holy mackerel! Right. Um, however, I kind of think it might be the strutiest song on the cast album. Like, I like the pace of it. It's not too. Uh, it's it's got that slow lope to it. It's right. got attitude. It's about you know a cup of ambition. It's not literally about coffee, but it's it's sort of about striving, which I think is a, another good strut song quality. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have alternate contenders? Do you guys want to want to well, try and topple it from the throne? I have a methodological objection to this entire segment, which is that I myself would never listen to a song from Hamilton as a single. I, I would not want it to come up in my iTunes shuffle. I'm not saying that I might not start strutting if I was listening to the whole cast album while walking around, but I just I just can't imagine thinking like I feel like hearing one Hamilton song. I know, Julie, that you're, a, you're an individual song person. I'm an album person. But especially when it's a sung-through musical that tells a story where the songs all weave into each other and repeat each other. If I feel like listening to Hamilton, I listen to Hamilton. I'm not saying that I will listen to the entire album, but I'm going to put on a serious chunk of songs. That is preposterous. It's like you've never watched a clip from a movie that you love and thought like, ah, that is a good part of that movie. I just don't see that analogy as holding up in any way. To, I mean, to me, the, Ham- the Hamilton album is nothing like a movie, and the songs in it are not really comparable to scenes from a movie. But no, I don't, I don't sit down and say, you know what? I really feel like watching 40 different scenes from all different movies, all of which are my favorites, and I'm just going to somehow put them on a playlist. You liked the and watch clock, them. Dana. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm also speaking from 
the the point of view of somebody who's been listening to a lot of Hamilton lately because for my birthday, I recently had a birthday, and my in-laws very, very kindly gave me a birthday present, which is that they're sending me and my partner and our daughter to go see Hamilton. And she has loved the music ever since we saw it. The reason he got to see it, Julia, is because you weren't able to come the day you and I were supposed to see it together, right? right? And uh, and so now we get to see it again together as a family. So we've been listening to it nonstop. We just took a huge drive listening to it the whole way. And so I think of it so much as this cohesive story that you kind of enter into and are born along with that I just, I wouldn't enjoy hearing just three minutes of it out of context. Uh, well, okay. Stipulated, I guess. But when you are listening to the gigantic story, are there any moments where you feel most likely to break into struts, like as a way of determining, are there any moments that you think of as struttier points, even if you would never actually enter it into the shuffle on your on your Yeah, I- now that's iPod. a good question. I think at least of the two submissions that we got to the list, Skylar Sisters would, would feel struttier to me and more dance flourish than than my shot. Let's listen to the Skylar Sisters. Folks love more than going downtown and slumming it with the poor. They pull up in their carriages and gawk at the students in the common just to watch them talk. Take Philip Schuyler, the man is loaded. Uh-oh, but little does he know that his daughters, Peggy, Angelica, Eliza, still in the city just to watch all the guys. It- Angelica. I mean, New York, the greatest city in the world. Another great uh, strut quality is a song that that plays an homage to the sidewalks of a city where you are doing the strutting. Uh, But that one, I love that song. But to me, that doesn't quite have like as much strut to it. I'd say it's more sass than strut. I mean, I love both tracks. And um, Skylar Sisters, to me, one of the you know brilliant things about what Lin Manuel Miranda has done with this musical is how he's. Uh, borrowing from lots of different hip-hop tropes and the history of the American musical on top of it. Um, and Skylar Sisters in particular is basically a Destiny's Child song. Um, note that when you get to the part where the women are singing, they're they're rapping and singing, which is very much like, uh, you know, it's been said that, that Beyonce, who of course gets credited for everything these days, did actually help pioneer something in the 90s. When Destiny's Child broke on, a, on tracks like Say My Name, she's kind of sing-rapping. You know, she would say, say my name, say my name. It, it was like, you know, the, the, the phrasing, the, the cadence was like hip hop, but she was singing. And that's very much what um, the actresses in Skylar Sisters are doing. Um, so it's definitely got, you know, that Destiny's Child sass and attitude. I think I agree with you that, that in terms of just sheer rhythm, my shot is more of a strut song. It's, it's got a lope, as you said, and it, I, I'd say it's got this syncopation that – you know, a little bit of a tap on each beat that that gives it kind of a a shuffle quality that that I think works for a strut. Um, another track on the Hamilton soundtrack that I would say has a similar syncopated beat and might be one of my contenders is The Room Where It Happens. That was also when I pressed Dan Coyce on direct message, uh, like, so what song is if you determine that my shot is not? He also named Room Where It Happens. Let's listen to that. Ah, Mr. Secretary. Mr. Burr. Sir. And did you hear the news about good old General Mercer? No. You know Claremont Street? Yeah. They renamed it after him. The Mercer Legacy is secure. Sure. 
And all he had to do was die. Yeah, that's a lot less work. We ought to give it a try. <laughs> now how you gonna get your debt plan through? I guess I'm gonna finally have to listen to you. Really? Talk less. Smile more. <laughs> do whatever it takes to get my plan on the Congress floor. Madison and Jefferson are merciless. Well, hate the sin, love the sinner. Hamilton. I'm sorry, Burr, I gotta go. But decisions are happening over dinner. Two Virginians and an immigrant walk into a room. Diametrically opposed foes. They emerge with a compromise, having open doors that were previously closed. Bros. The immigrant emerges with unprecedented financial power, a system he can shape however he wants. The Virginians emerge with the nation's capital. And here's the pièce de résistance. No one else was in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. No one else was in the room. I mean, I love that song. Uh, I love the way it's uh, crashing together the banjo when it finally gets to the chorus line. But prior to that, it's got this sinister vibe that almost sounds like uh, early to mid-90s gangster rap. I mean, it, it sounds like Deep Cover or some Dr. Dre track. Um, and it's got a real lope to it. If you can't strut to it, you could at least bump it in a Jeep, um, which, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know. That might, playlist. that might be a whole other playlist <laughs> or a whole other category. But. I do love that one. It's a clear contender and it's almost uh, Springsteen-like, as I'm sure it's been said many times, has that like four to five to seven terraces that you talked about, Steve, of like first they're just mm-hmm. talking and then they're kind of like then Hamilton kind of sneers at Burr that he gets to go to this dinner and then there's the kind of choral description of what transpires at the dinner and then finally, but I think, Lizzie, how many minutes is it into the song where we get to the actual chorus? I'm getting the nod from the booth. It's like 90 seconds into the song before you actually get to that like money line of Burr just complaining about not being in the room where it happens and his sort of jealousy and uh, agony and ambition, thwarted ambition um, mm-hmm. all kind of swirl into this this propulsive um, chorus. And And I do think songs like that where they make you wait, they make you wait for like the satisfaction of the release of the thing that you know is coming. The tension. Have a place here. And, and this one definitely does that slow ratchet. But you really are you're 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 probably covering like I don't know a quarter of a mile before you like get to the <laughs> get to the, the 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 actual crux. But maybe that speaks to why these songs don't seem to me like standalone singles. Is that they all do contain drama? They're actually all little sketches, right? Little dramatic sketches packed into a song. Steve, what's your strut nomination from Hamilton? You've been you've been mute. We must have your verdict. Skylar Sisters <laughs> segment over. Really? <laughs> Mic drop? Huh. I'm totally I'm totally Team Chris on this. Are there any other contenders we're missing here? I mean, among standout tracks that people cite as remarkable tracks on the album, there is Guns and Ships, which is David Diggs's showcase. Um but that's more amazing. I think it's only a couple minutes long. It's not even a very long track, but it is his tongue twisting um, mega rap where, you know, the, the number of syllables he packs into a line in, in like under five to 10 seconds is, is head spinning. I don't know if that makes it strutty, but it, it certainly, in terms of, to Dana's point, songs that stand out as singles, I would say Guns and Ships stands out. How does a ragtag volunteer army in need of a shower somehow defeat a global superpower? 
How do we emerge victorious from the quagmire? Leave the battlefield waving Betsy Ross's flag higher? Yo, turns out we have a secret weapon, an immigrant. You know and love who's unafraid to step in. He's constantly confusing, confounding the British henchmen. Everyone give it up for America's favorite fighting British man! Um, that's a really good contender, Chris. I hadn't, again, I think to your point, Dana, I hadn't really thought of that as a standalone because there's so much storytelling in it. But that you could certainly try that on shuffle, I think. Yeah, I kind of have to say that that one, that one might stand alone on its own just as, a, as an incredible piece of, of rapping. Yeah, we were talking with my daughter about the cast and how it's changing. You know, we're so lucky to get to see this show twice, but the cast is sort of dropping like flies, the original cast, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we were okay until David Diggs <laughs> dropped out. There was a moment where I just said, you know, I can imagine this Co-sign. show without Lin-Manuel because I happened to catch it on a night that Javier Munoz, his alternate, was singing the part and was, of course, at first disappointed that the creator was not there. But I cannot imagine a better performance than Javier. So, and, then, and then, I don't know, even as the other people started to drop out, I thought, yes, I can imagine other people filling that part. But something about the personality of David Diggs, his oh ability God. to rap really fast, his physicality, mm-hmm. his kind of electric presence on stage, his, his humor, and, I'm, of course, also having had, you know, the fun of getting to interview him live on stage at our, at our live show in New York. I don't know, something something dropped in my heart when I heard that we were going to see somebody else sing that part, Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, besides David Diggs. I'm so eager to hear what you guys think of the performance when you go. That does seem like the most difficult set of shoes to fill in the I whole agree. thing, no matter how amazing you know, uh, Lin-Manuel or Leslie Odom or Jonathan Groff were in some of the initial big parts. That is so distinctive. Even just on that track, like he's doing all that in a fucking French accent. <laughs> he like. I mean, another standout. We we don't need to play it right now. But what did I miss? Uh, his Jefferson song when he makes his big entrance in the second act. Uh, again, Dave, David Diggs. It isn't just the quality of the rapping and the singing. It's the attitude. It's the physicality. I mean, he's yeah. amazing. I mean, he's he's great in that. Last submission for Hamilton Strut before we wrap up this segment. Uh, right-hand man, which comes earlier in Act One and is where we meet uh, George Washington. So, I will fight for this land, but there's only one man who can give us a command so we can rise up. Understand, it's the only way to rise up, rise up. Here he comes. Here comes the general. Ladies and gentlemen. Here comes the general. The moment you've been waiting for. Here comes the general. The pride of Mount Vernon. Here comes the general. We are outgunned, outmanned, outnumbered, outplanned. We gotta make an all out stand. Hey yo, I'm gonna need a right hand man. Can I be real a second for just a millisecond? Let down my guard and tell the people how I feel a second. Now I'm the model of a modern major general, the venerated Virginian veteran whose men are all lining up to put me up on. Um, I feel like that has some real strut to it as well, uh, and that outgunned, outmanned, outnumbered, outplanned is uh, like you could you could get some mojo on. Yeah, it's a club song almost. <laughs> a club song. About I love that you. weird little ethereal ping that comes yeah. in that, that makes it feel super modern. All right. Well, my conclusion here is that it is impossible to name the struttiest song on the Hamilton soundtrack, which is a gigantic punt. But maybe in homage to Dana, we will just say that on your strut this year should be the entire. 
cast recording. Also, please just go back memory wipers. And every time we said soundtrack, please know that we meant cast recording and we know the difference between a soundtrack and a cast recording. Uh, like all of your objections are acknowledged and deferred to <laughs> retroactively <laughs> and preemptively. Theater nerds, settle down. <laughs> Fuck, Danny, you just opened the box again. I just shut the box. <laughs> if I can just do a within the Slate Plus extra endorsement, I just have to say, calling back to Julia's endorsement of a couple weeks ago, that I'm also listening on audiobook now to the Ron Chernow Hamilton biography, and it's enriched my appreciation of this musical incredibly. I mean, I'm only a few hours into it, and it's a 36-hour book on audio tape. Really beautiful read by the reader but but the amount of actual history that Lin-Manuel Miranda has packed into these songs is, is pretty unbelievable so so if you're looking for some more Hamilton enrichment yeah the the audio recording of that Ron Chernow biography is really something. I've been listening to that audio recording of the Ron Chernow biography for what feels like three weeks now and then I was like, you know what, I'm actually going to buy the book and like kind of go back and forth between the audio and the text in tandem and then I was so dismayed to find that I was only on page like 92. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh my God, there's so much book to it, but I agree, it's totally enriching. All right, Slap Loose members, thank you so much for being members of Slate Plus, for supporting Slate and the journalism we do and for listening to this very special bonus segment of the Slate Culture Gab Fest Summer Strut Chase Away Those Horrible Blues 2016 Edition No More Dead Frog Legs Edition Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much Chris You're welcome All right We'll (laughs) talk to you guys next week